Here on the home front, is policy driving the American media and what it reports? Or is the media driving policy? Our next guest says our media, business, and political elite are not just on the same side, they're now one and the same. Breitbart Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe is author of the new book, Breaking the News, Exposing the Establishment Media's Hidden Deals and Secret Corruption. Alex, thanks for joining us. So how has this happened that American media, politicians, and business elite have merged into this corrupt force that is now driving our society? Yeah, it's a combo of two things, and I undertook a year of research digging into this exact topic. And the first one is not as surprising, probably, to your audience, and it's from our cultural institutions, as we've kind of gotten away from God and country as the focal point of our education system and as our cultural system and move towards this sort of woke leftism and secularism, it's going to produce a lot more liberals and leftists. So that's kind of not surprising to people, though I do get into detail about that. The thing that was really shocking to me, though, when I dug into this over the course of a year, was the corporatism, the nature of how many of these companies are designed to report news, not just news from a liberal perspective, but from news that benefits a globalist international perspective that helps their business climate, which is pretty stunning. But if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. If you look at ABC News, it's really part of ABC Disney, which is mega interests overseas, including in China. How about NBC, which is really NBC, Comcast, Universal? It's all these mega conglomerates with globalist interests that really don't focus on American values. And even what's in the best interest in reporting to the American public. And you give many examples in your book. Let's look at a current one, though. Uh, Senator Tom Cotton and Donald Trump were raked over the coals for suggesting over a year ago that the COVID-19 virus may have actually leaked from the Wuhan China lab. And now establishment media are reporting, well, that may be the case. So why this initial denial and now this shift? Your thoughts? Yeah, why the shift? Probably because they can't get away with it much longer. Biden's in, the pandemic's winding down. China kind of got away with everything. And to my first point about how protecting corporate business with China overseas is a huge importance to the Democrats and to these uh, media conglomerates. Uh, but I do think right now what's very interesting is all of these sides were rooting for the pandemic that originated from the Wuhan wet market or elsewhere. Uh, Fauci, who had funded that Wuhan lab. Uh, Biden, who wanted Trump to be wrong about everything. All of them were hoping it was just the wet market, some sort of fluke virus. Uh, none of them wanted it to come from that lab. Now, we don't know for sure if it came from the lab, but we do know there is not sufficient evidence to suggest at this time it came from the wet market, and the lab was right there. So it stands to reason it's a reasonable option. Uh, but if you saw the censorship, literally people getting thrown off the internet, thrown off of Facebook for suggesting it could have been the lab, I do believe it's because of these vested interests that it was so important for them to prove or to at least suggest that it couldn't have been something that was China's fault. Because if it's China's fault, then there have to be consequences for China. And if there are consequences for China, that hurts global interests for the businesses. Well, back to China in a moment, but you write extensively about the Trump-Russia hoax. Uh, for three years, members of the media, especially Rachel Maddow, were obsessed with Russia, Russia, Russia. And then they shifted to Trump's alleged quid pro quo with the president of Ukraine. So why this obsession, Alex? We, we now know, in fact, that none of this proved to be true. 
Yeah, this was an amazing thing to document because we're all familiar with the story, but when I had to really immerse myself in it and just to piece together the fake news stories, one after the next, after the next, uh, it paints them of these figures in the American media that you would normally think of as sort of liberals or leftists. Uh, they actually come off as conspiracists. They come off as almost WWE pro wrestling people who are reporting some sort of fiction. And Rachel Maddow is the star of this. I mean, she comes off almost like a kook. Uh, in the book, and I know she's a very bright person. She got a Rhodes Scholarship, so she's got a reasonably high IQ. But she kept peddling to her audience this phony narrative that Robert Mueller debunked. But then they stuck with it, and they stuck with it. And to this day, you'll even hear people like Adam Schiff, for example, cite the Russian collusion hoax as if it wasn't a total fraud. And it just shows you how many people in our media are living in an alternate universe. And you actually suggest that China is the bigger threat to the U.S. and media companies Corporations are in bed with uh, this U.S. adversary. You talk about kissing the communist ring. That's in a chapter in the book you titled Beijing Bloomberg. It's about Michael Bloomberg and Bloomberg News. And you mentioned the spiking of an investigative report about corruption and the family of China's President Xi. Tell us about that. Yeah, when I dug into the China corporate connections to American media conglomerates, the thing that was most shocking was exactly how deeply embedded the Bloomberg uh, company is to Beijing and how closely they work together. Uh, now, maybe not everyone in your audience goes to Bloomberg, but I'll tell you, Bloomberg is one of the most powerful news outlets in world history. And that's not an understatement. They almost have a monopoly over financial news. So when the world looks at financial news, uh, they see it through the lens of Bloomberg, which is led by Michael Bloomberg. And Trump made fun of him and called him mini Mike. And it was hilarious. And we all had a good laugh. Uh, but he's really almost more like a Napoleonic figure. He's got a, a massive totalitarian streak. We saw it when he was mayor of New York, banning big gulps. And uh, he's a big gun grabber. And he funds almost every corner of the Democrat Party. Uh, but he's also really gone out of his way, including flying to Beijing and literally meeting with the top propagandists in Beijing uh, in order to preserve the business interests of Bloomberg LP, which is his gigantic news business news company. And when he's come back, he's come back with these contracts that allow him far more access to any other American competitor. And he is able to get all this news and to be able to sell product into China, et cetera. Uh, but what this does is it ensures a certain level of obsequiousness to the Chinese regime. And that includes excluding human rights abuses in China, uh, and mass amounts of pollution in China. I document it all in the book, but it's pretty stunning how far Bloomberg is willing to go. And not to mention uh, our politicians as well, maybe our president, Nancy Pelosi, and uh, their connections with China. Okay, there's a lot more that we could discuss, but we're out of time, Alex. The book is Breaking the News, Exposing the Establishment Media's Hidden Deals and Secret Corruption. Alex Marlowe, Editor-in-Chief of Breitbart News, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you.